You're listening to Around the King's Table, a podcast of the Mount Church in Clemson, South Carolina, with Pastor George Marshall and Pastor Brian Mann. Pull up a chair and listen in as they seek to serve up biblical dialogue for building disciples of Jesus. Welcome to this episode of Around the King's Table. This is Brian, and with me is... George. George. And today we're going to ask and attempt to give clarity to the all-critical question, what is the gospel? And as we begin, I think it's important to say that if we're going to have confidence in the gospel, if we're going to have real conviction in the gospel, then we need to have real clarity on what the gospel is. That is right. Uh, Ever since there was a gospel to preach... Ever since there was a gospel to embrace, there's been an adversary, an enemy, Satan, who's made it his personal mission to blind, uh, to confuse, to offer cheap knockoffs to sinners in place of the one gospel of God that actually saves sinners. And so just uh, a couple of things that come to mind for me at that point is uh, when I was in Boston, I remember uh, sitting in a Starbucks and having a conversation with a young lady. She's probably in her her. 20s or mid 20s or so, mm-hmm. and I was sharing the gospel with her, and uh, she was just a, a regular American, all American kind of of girl. But it was the first time that she had ever heard the truth of the gospel. Okay, in her mid 20s, uh, I remember also from my time in Boston there being um, a, a friend of mine who happened to be a, a Catholic priest. He was a father in a nearby uh, church and. I remember uh, going to sit in his office and asking him, like, what actually is the gospel? Do we have any commonality between you and and me or, or the right. gospel that you would say is the, the gospel and then what the Bible actually gives us as the gospel? And I just remember uh, it being very much just about what we do uh, in what order to be... To the table. Right, what we bring to the table in order to maintain a kind of relationship with God. Christ is mentioned in all of it, but he's never the single source of our of our great salvation. And then I think, too, of like just real believers, real believers in, in the context of a local church who, I mean, this would be including us as well, uh, who just are needing more discipleship on key aspects of, of the gospel. Sure. Right? So we miss things. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's, uh, you know, we kind of uh, joke about how in a lot of our, our membership uh, interviews, f- f- folks will, will focus on one aspect over another aspect right, right. sometimes because they're nervous, you know, they'll, they'll leave sure. out the resurrection or, yeah. or something like that. It's Jesus. not that they don't believe in the yeah. resurrection, uh, but they'll kind of forget to, to mention it. We have to come back around and be like, you believe in the resurrection, right? <laughs> These kinds of things. Uh, so anything come to mind along those lines for, for you, brother? Yeah. I mean, I think a big one right now that we see a lot of is just this idea of, you may have heard it called like liberation theology or the social gospel. Yeah. This is idea that, you know, our, our purpose, the reason the gospel is here is to reform all the systems on the planet that are going wrong. And um, well, uh, there's a lot of good things. And as we see biblical community work itself out through the gospel, we definitely yeah. see changes. But right. when we turn the gospel into that change instead of the way God is mm-hmm. remaking people to you know, mm-hmm. come into his kingdom, you know, that's a big one. Um, we also do see, you know, a lot of people uh, and even scripture is, is, you know, 
it's found in scripture where people really just reject the bodily side of Jesus. They make him out to be this just mystical thing and we can have union with that. And it really, that's a rejection of, you know, the body and the church. It's a rejection of really kind of the, the, the idea that Jesus became human to actually be our priest, our, our, you know, advocate before the father. So we kind mm-hmm. of lose those kind of things in, in some presentations of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, rampant is this idea of just like the yeah. health and wholeness and happiness, you know, that sort of thing right. as the gospel. Yeah. Happiness is a good thing. It is. <laughs> I mean, these are all good things. Right, right. Yeah. The, the good news of, of great joy in our Lord Jesus, right. uh, but but the health and wealth, like the prosperity gospel, the so-called prosperity gospel, is is certainly something that is is running rampant, not just in America, but really throughout throughout the globe as well. But right. but is a is a pseudo gospel, right? It's not the the biblical gospel, and it's not new. I mean, Corinthians that, that's what they were dealing with as well is this health and wellness kind of. Mm. Yeah, so I don't know if you've seen this, and. Uh, we do want to be charitable here, knowing our own teaching could likewise be subject to the same kind of scrutiny. But along those same lines, uh, a pastor of a fairly prominent congregation in America recently preached this to his congregation, quote, I believe the gospel can be summed up in just a few statements. See a need and meet it, feel a hurt and heal it. So brother, is that the gospel it doesn't sound like the gospel it doesn't sound like what i would have heard from peter or paul and it doesn't really sound right yeah right so where's jesus exactly <laughs> where's jesus in it where's sin in it where's crucifixion and sacrifice where's right. resurrection right where's reconciliation to god yep in it yeah surely now now again we're we're saying that the gospel is going to have this kind of effect in in a people, right? Where where right, hearts are being exactly. renewed, uh, the Holy Spirit is indwelling people. Like we're going to have the desire then to to love our neighbor, to to love one another, to, to well. meet needs mm-hmm. and and to feel them out and and try to care for souls and stuff like that. But again, to substitute that as the gospel, right? It's powerless. we actually lose the gospel. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. So before then, we get into what the gospel is. Why is it important, we've been dancing around it here for a minute, why is it important that we get the gospel right? Okay. And then what's the role of humility and charity in either drawing a line in the sand, like this is the gospel or this is this is not a Christian gospel, or even a disagreement amongst other Christians. Again, not disagreement over the essential content of the gospel, but maybe in just how we present the gospel or in maybe a, a particular emphasis uh, in the gospel. Sure. I think the, the, the answers are really related. I mean, why it's important is because it, it's not just a one-time event where we, you know, I, I accept Jesus and it's done and I don't have to deal with the gospel again. The gospel is going to be that thing that keeps on coming back moment by moment and really empowering, changing who we are. It makes us the kind of disciples that Christ is calling to be. And so it's important that we get it right and that we keep mm-hmm. on making sure we're getting it right, that we're not drifting away into something that's pseudo, something false, hmm. because, yeah, it's going to be that thing that empowers. It's what God you know, has given us, not just for conversion, but for spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, and it seems to me, too, that the gospel is what God is doing in the 
in the world. Right. This is this is why things exist. Ultimately, is is that God, in pursuit of His glory through the salvation of sinners by way of Jesus Christ, is is what is going on in the universe. Right. Yeah. So it's important, as this is the only thing, the only news by which a sinner can actually be reconciled to God, and so have uh, eternal life as opposed to. Yep eternal hell and condemnation uh it is all critical that we get the gospel that we get the gospel right uh i'm reminded of galatians 1 6 through 9 where paul and again you and i talked before about there being a balance and and this kind of thing the humility and the charity with those that that maybe are on the other side that do not are not holding or espousing a christian gospel a biblical gospel or even amongst other believers who who do believe the one gospel um, but, are, but are emphasizing different things or presenting it in, a, in, in different mm-hmm. ways. Um, Paul in Galatians 1, 6 through 9, he's, he's, you know, he's just really distraught by this church that seems to be moving away from the gospel that he preached to them to another gospel, he says. But then he comes back quickly behind himself and he says, not that there is another gospel, right? There's only one There's only one gospel. Anything else is a, is a is a foreign intruder into that that gospel that needs to be cut off, and if you go away from that one gospel into this whatever else it is that they're preaching, in this case it's Christ plus your works essentially, right? Um, is that you are you are then condemned? He says you're you're accursed. You're you're cut off mm-hmm. from Christ because you're no longer holding on to the grace of God in Jesus. Right. alone. And so Paul seems to to respond very strongly right there to those that are endangering the true gospel. Mm-hmm. At the same time, uh, we also see in a passage like Ephesians 4.15, again, this is amongst believers, where he's saying that we ought to be speaking the truth to one another in a certain way. Yep. In love. In love. Uh, I was reminded of 2 Timothy 2, 24-26, where he's talking to this young pastor, Timothy, and Timothy has some opponents that Paul's saying, hey, listen, you need to, to speak to those opponents. You need to yeah. correct them, yep. but you need to do it with all gentleness. gentleness so that they might actually repent and be led to a knowledge of, of the truth. So again, there's a, there's a balance in all of that, right? We want to be able to draw that line in the sand and say, no, listen, this is actually not the gospel. Like it's imperative right. that, we, that we do that. And when we do that, that actually is something loving that we're doing in trying to draw people to the gospel that God has actually given Correct. to us in the scriptures. Correct. And at the same time, especially amongst believers, we want to allow for you know different presentations and things like that. We can have dialogue about it. This is what this is the whole podcast is about, right? Is biblical dialogue mm-hmm. for building disciples of Jesus. And so we want to be able to have that dialogue in a way that's really charitable and, and humble. Uh, at the end of the day, we don't all have it perfectly worked out ourselves. Right. We, we don't have it all perfectly another. worked. And, and we're all at different places. And sometimes we need to hear a portion of that gospel yeah. addressed exactly to our need, um, whether you know it's because we're you know coming to Christ or whether it's because we're a believer who, who's mm. struggling in a certain area. You know, we, we, if we hear it always targeted the same way and very just critically and not with love, with humility. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just, we, we go the other direction. We're hearing, you know, you need to do this and we're hearing it as I'm not good enough when the grace is supposed to be this freeing thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, the humility in it, the, the, the grace that we present it is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
what I want to do now is I'm just going to give you some, some summaries of the gospel, gospel presentations from Bible-believing entities mm-hmm. or individuals, those who would all agree on the one gospel, as Paul put it. And I want you to just tell me in brief what's, what's good about it, what's biblical about okay. it. Okay, so you ready? Yeah. Here we go. The first one, Campus Crusade for Christ, or CRU, right? We have several members of our own church here okay. uh, who are staffers with CRU. Right. They do the, the, the four spiritual laws uh, that focus on, you know, God loving you, God creating you uh, for to have a personal relationship with him, to experience God's love. Sin has separated you from from that. Right. Christ has been has come into the world. He's been sent into the world to to basically bridge the gap, to, to, to fill the gulf, mm-hmm. make a way of reconciliation between you and God uh, to take away your sins and that you then need to repent and you need to believe in this Jesus uh, to be to be saved. Yeah. That's that's great. I mean, that's going to be yeah. the gospel presentation that yeah. most uh, unbelievers need to hear. Um, so that, that's really mm. good that it you know focuses in on the heart problem um, that the gospel is definitely intended to fix. It's got a good uh, understanding of who Jesus is and what work he's going to accomplish. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I think I think that's 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 good. There's there's you know things we could do with it. There's things that uh, we probably should you know bring into the mix. As we're dealing with that personal element to bring it, you know, much wider, bring in the community, bring in God's eternal purposes and kind of the big picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a great place to start. Yeah. Amen. All right. J.I. Packer, the famous recently uh, deceased, now yep. living with Jesus. Now living with Jesus. Uh, J.I. Packer, his, his three word summary of the gospel was adoption mm-hmm. through propitiation. Nice. Nice. Think about that one. I like it. it. It ties together some very interesting. So we are made children of God through yep. the sacrifice yeah, I love of that His of very Son. Yeah. I think it ties it nicely together. Our inheritance, everything we hope for, yeah. is instead of this being about what work we can accomplish, it's based on the work of the actual Son who's mm-hmm. invited us into family with Him. Lovely. Mm-hmm. It is nice. Yeah, yeah. I particularly love the, uh, the that aspect of adoption of God being our Father. He actually says like that is the defining um, reality for mm-hmm. for Christianity is is having God as your Father. And of all the gospel summaries I'm going to present to you, like he's really the only one who places a special emphasis on the fatherhood of God and us coming into into that through the grace of Jesus, the okay. Son. Interesting. Uh, but 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 George, what is propitiation? What in the world is propitiation? <laughs> it, it's sacrifice. It's 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 that blood okay. on the altar paying yeah. for sin. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Putting away our sins, putting away the wrath of God from us. Okay. Greg Gilbert and, and, and to some extent Matt Chandler uh, have some similarities here. Greg Gilbert, uh, so our, our youth on on Wednesday nights, they've been going through his book "What Is the Gospel?" Okay, and um, he focuses there on God, man, Christ, response. Okay, what are your thoughts on on that particular setup of of the gospel? Yeah. So I think that that's definitely a valid way of kind of walking through some of the details. Obviously, it needs yeah. to be fleshed out a bit. Um, yeah, I think Which what's does. really important is that you know, as we deal with the gospel, that we get this idea of um, Christ, who He is, um, what He's accomplished, but His very person is deserving of the glory of the gospel. You know, without 
our response. Now, our response is, is critical to the gospel and the gospel that we share with one another. Yeah. Uh, but getting that, you know, that element of Christ is who he is mm-hmm. and he's done the work, that's the gospel in a nutshell, right. really. Yeah. So there, there needs to be a response to the gospel. Absolutely. The gospel is, is a message. It's an announcement yep. uh, of, of good news, but it's also a, a, then an, uh, a command of God. Right, as Paul gives it to to the to the folks in Athens, uh, in Acts seventeen, to repent and, and to believe. So there is a, a command to to respond to this to this cosmic uh, good yep. news of the risen of the risen Jesus. Yeah. How about uh, Matt Chandler again? Sort of s- sort of similar. He goes creation, fall, redemption, consummation. So Greg Gilbert has God, man, Christ response. Chandler, um, creation, fall, redemption consummation yeah I, I think this one gets really well the big picture right gospel. that's exactly right it's yeah. not so much focused on that you know the personal yep. decision or even the body working together to, to to spread and to work build the gospel but it really does do the big picture part yeah i, I actually do I, I like the the consummation part mm-hmm. of it at the end the new creation again it kind of keeps it from falling into simply just the, the individualistic aspect of yeah of you know me as a new creation to me as a part of a broader right. bigger new creation that also it avoids some of presentations of the gospel that do like an overrealized present work yeah it's like everything being accomplished already and we just have to you know yeah. step into it and yeah. yeah it gets to the fact that we are a first fruit yep of a final harvest that's correct yeah. right all right one of my one of my uh, friends from seminary Dr. Patrick Schreiner, his is a little bit different. So he's not giving us, you know, uh, the four spiritual laws or the, the four, whatever, the God, right. man, Christ response. He's, this is some, just a, a paragraph kind of summary of, of his teaching. And, and Patrick, if you ever listen to this, which you probably won't, um, you can <laughs> let me know uh, if I've got you right here. But he says that the gospel is an announcement okay. that Yahweh, the Lord, the Lord. Yeah. reigns mm-hmm. as king. Or that God has won, is defeated his enemies through the substitutionary sacrifice and exaltation of Jesus Christ to the place of supreme cosmic authority, necessitating our personal submission to him and resulting in the flourishing then of God's people or God's city, those who belong to him, his kingdom, in, the ter- in terms of salvation, life, peace, joy, and so on. What do you think about all of that. Nice. I think we're done with the podcast. <laughs> right. That, that was, right. I like yeah. it. I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really, I really appreciate his, uh, his uh, bringing in of Isaiah mm-hmm. and Isaiah's concept of right. the gospel, the good, the good news there in terms of, again, Yahweh reigns like that that is the good news and then of course that's that's in isaiah 52 7 you move into isaiah 53 and it tells you how How yahweh is going to come to reign and incredibly it's through the sacrifice of this suffering servant Mm -hmm. in the place of his people bearing our sins and and whatnot. So yeah, this ties nicely. You know, you, you talk about all the different places where the gospel kind of 
handed out by St. Paul or Peter, whatever, often we miss that, you know, like Matthew, this really brings out sort of that Matthew feel of Jesus arriving on scene. He is the king, That's right. but his kingdom is going to be different. It's going to have a lot yeah. of reversals and changes from yeah. what people were expecting. Yeah. New lawgiver, new prophet, mm-hmm. um, just, and then, yeah, to actually yes. be that suffering servant, yep. it brings that out where often we, we miss yep. it. We, we actually, what's funny is, you know, as we share the gospel, we often leave the gospels out. We, we right. actually leave out Jesus. You <laughs> right. know, as How does Jesus understand king. the gospel? Exactly. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's a different kind of kingdom. He, yeah. He's not doing it. He's not doing it uh, by way of wielding the sword and, and rallying a bunch of, of militants and, and stuff right. like that. It's, it's a counterintuitive uh, victory That's at correct. the end of the day. All right. Finally, Gary Brashears, um, who's someone that um, he also is a, is a professor at Western Seminary uh, in, in Portland, Oregon, I believe it is. He would summarize the gospel as revelation, response, result. And he's doing that on the basis of Acts 2. Hmm. And uh, revelation just being what God has displayed or revealed to us in the person and work of Jesus Christ, his crucifixion, resurrection, ascension response to that right they they hear right. this great sermon by peter on on the crucified and risen jesus and they say oh we're, we're cut to the heart what shall we do and he says you need to yep repent, repent. Be and be baptized and so he throws in baptism as a volitional response to the to gospel, the gospel. Mm-hmm. and then you get the result aspect of it as well which is okay you do this forgiveness of sins mm-hmm. gift of the holy spirit, the holy spirit. and then things that we love like yep. You are now part of a new family, new family, new the local church, a, a, yep. a church. You have a new mission with this with this group of people, this new family. What do you think about that one? I like it. It's, it's good. Yeah. It brings in those elements of the local church that uh, many of them can miss. And you, you either get like the, the Shriner, you know, a very global vision of what, you know, the Christian community is. Yeah. A lot of them are more personal, but this one brings in that, you know, local body yeah. element. Yeah. So. Okay, brother. How then, as we're kind of coming to a close here, how would you summarize that biblical gospel for us? What is the gospel? Yeah, uh, what immediately comes to mind thinking about it, it's uh, in 1 Corinthians. I'm going to read it here. It says, for I decided, this is Paul, he says, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now, that's a really dense summary. I'm sure he unpacked it. That took all of what one, two seconds to read. I'm sure he spent more time on than that, but we can pretty much, you know, bank on the fact that the gospel is going to be rooted in Jesus Christ and him crucified. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he quickly extends it even in the following verses to include, um, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. So I'm sure he went from yeah. Jesus Christ crucified to resurrection Mm-hmm. Um, and all the implications of the spirit being provided to us and yeah. what we have hope for the future yeah. being kind of inside of that gospel message itself. So, yeah. In Acts 17, in fact, they, they, he, he's preaching Christ and the resurrection so right. much so that the people think he's preaching two deities. Right. That's, that's how much he emphasizes the resurrection of, exactly. of Jesus. Yeah. So conceptually, uh, I would say that the Bible teaches the gospel to be this eternal purpose of the triune God to redeem a fallen people for himself through the Son mm-hmm. to the praise of his glorious grace. Absolutely. So conceptually, I think that's the big idea of the Bible. That's the broad gospel, Absolutely. so to yeah. speak. Taking so Genesis that's, to Revelation. That's right. Yeah. So that's where I would I would start. And then more simply and conversationally, right, you know, I'd, I'd probably go 
somewhere else, right? right Based absolutely. off of that broad gospel, I'd get down to the narrow gospel. What does this have to do with you? What does it have to do with, with me? What does it have to do with the way your heart is you know, broken and needing right. Christ's healing in it? Are you a believer who's needing to know uh, right. uh, you're adopted into a family eternally versus yeah. you need just justification of Christ over your sin every moment by moment? Yeah, all these different, you know, where, yeah. where do you find yourself today in this moment? Right. And so I would kind of bring it down into the, to that narrow gospel at that point, and And I would hash it out in terms of like this bad news, right? Yep. That, that from the fall, we're all sinners responsibly living in rebellion against our maker and his good will for us as we have it now in the scriptures that we thus deserve his just wrath, mm-hmm. his displeasure, but that according to his mercy and his grace, he sent his son, Jesus, this God man into the world to live a perfectly obedient life to thus die in our place. So the idea of substitutionary atonement, right, for Mm -hmm. our sins, to be buried and then exalted in resurrection and ascension to the throne of God as the only ones, the exclusivity piece of it there, the only one who is able to reconcile us to God. So that in Jesus, God is pleased to forgive the sins, Mm -hmm. to renew the hearts, to give his spirit, to adopt into his new covenant family, the church, and ultimately to guard for eternal life all who, and here's the response part of it, the repent right. and believe in Jesus. So in some, the gospel is this announcement that God reigns, right? It's that he's one, that he's defeated his enemies and are, so that through Christ crucified and raised, as you said, we who were his enemies yep. are now his ambassadors. Are now freely, yep. yeah, we're his ambassadors. We've been freely invited to a full pardon and to a place that can never be taken away from us in his everlasting kingdom. And so it seems like gospel equals God's victory in Christ, mm-hmm. globally announced, yep, and graciously applied, graciously applied to sinners like you and me. That's wonderful. Right. That's a good way to present it. So any final thoughts there, brother? Uh, that's, that sounds awesome. I, I like we're... This conversation has we're gone. just starting. Yeah, we're just starting. <laughs> there's there's plenty more to you. You could spend wet many more new podcasts on the, on the gospel. So yes, that's right. Uh, I would I would point uh, listeners to Genesis three fifteen. Absolutely. First uh, Chronicles ten nine. Isaiah, like we talked about, Isaiah fifty two seven through chapter fifty three, Luke two ten through eleven, when Christ is is born, Acts two, Acts 2 twenty two sure. to forty seven, Romans one sixteen, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation for yeah, everyone absolutely. who believes. Uh, Romans three, there you're really getting the heart of the the cross of Christ and what it's accomplished mm-hmm. for us. First Corinthians, you mentioned First Corinthians two, but First yeah. Corinthians fifteen, First Corinthians fifteen, First Corinthians one, four, uh, yeah. Romans six. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a there's a ton of that's right. Yeah, very very simply, he came, he lived, he died, he was raised in such a way yeah. to save us from our sins and reconcile us to God. Uh, this is God's gospel, and it is a glorious gospel, as Paul put it. It's one that we do well to grow in. Yep. It's one that we would do well to rejoice in. All our days, we have actually been given cosmic victory yeah, in Jesus. Yeah. And undeserved. Cosmic. That's right. That's right. Yeah, gracious. And next time we'll dialogue about the commission we have then to make this known. We'll talk a little bit about evangelism. And so until then, may the gospel be the gospel indeed. Yeah. Richly for you. dwell in you. Mm-hmm. Richly dwell in us. Amen.